sacred soundings, sacred music, inspiring stories, and reflections to deepen your faith beyond measure. I'm Al Romano, your host for Sacred Soundings, on listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, and streaming live on stgabrielradio.com. Catholics know that St. Peter, the first pope, received the keys to the kingdom of heaven from Christ himself. But I suspect that very few Catholics, or Christians of any denomination for that matter, know that three of St. Peter's early successors were men of color, African Romans. They were elevated to the church's highest office from Alexandria and Egypt, the intellectual and cultural center of the Mediterranean region, and a major center of early Christianity within the Roman Empire. Each of these holy men, Pope Victor, Pope Miltiades, and Pope Galatius, made important contributions to the Catholic faith, and each was declared a saint. Pope Victor was the 14th Pope after St. Peter, and his tenure episcopate covered the final decade of the 2nd century. He is best known for his role in what has been called the Quarto Deciman Controversy. At the time he became Pope, there was a blatant discrepancy between Rome and the bishops of Asia Minor with respect to dating the celebration of the Christian Passover, that is, Easter. The incongruity had been tolerated by both the Roman and Eastern churches. The churches in Asia Minor celebrated Easter on the 14th of the Jewish month of Nisan, the day before Jewish Passover, regardless of what day of the week it fell on. So one group of Christians would be observing Lent on the same day another group was celebrating the resurrection. Victor held the first Roman synod on record to address the problem. His synod declared, and Victor ruled, that Christ's victorious triumph over death should be observed worldwide on the same day. Easter Sunday. Victor was also the first to celebrate Mass in Latin. It's because of him that the liturgical language of the Roman Catholic Church is Latin. Pope Victor is venerated as a martyr. The pontificate of Pope Miltiades, the 32nd successor of St. Peter, lasted just three years, from 311 to the time of his death in 314. Yet despite his brevity, it was so packed with progress that it is said to have been a major turning point in the history of religion. Edicts of toleration Miltiades obtained from political rulers of the Christian world put an end to the persecution of Christians. They were released from prisons and mines and allowed to practice their religion freely. They were also free to come out of the catacombs that they had been forced to live in and to construct their places of worship. Another major turning point in church history that occurred under Miltiades was the conversion of Emperor Constantine to Christianity. Constantine later defeated the army of Maxentius in Rome in 312, freeing all Roman Christians.
listening to Sacred Soundings on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. We've been discussing the first two of three African Romans, men of color, who served as popes of the Catholic Church at various times during the 500 years following the death of St. Peter, the first pope. We now turn to the third of the three. The election in 492 of Pope Galatius, the 40th successor of St. Peter, is said to have been a gesture of continuity since he inherited heated conflicts that had gone on for a number of years between his predecessor, Pope Felix III, and both Eastern Roman Emperor Anastasius and the Patriarch of Constantinople. A split with the Emperor and the Patriarch, known as the Acacian Schism, was inevitable from the Western viewpoint because the Eastern Church had adopted the heresy of monophysitism, which denied the existence of both the human and divine nature in Christ, and acknowledged only the divine. Galatius was a highly polished writer and speaker. He authored the book De Duabus in Christo Naturus, on the dual nature of Christ, which strongly affirmed Catholic doctrine in the matter. He also wrote to Emperor Anastasius the highly influential letter Duo Sunt, There Are Two, on the relation of church and state. That letter had political and religious impact for almost a thousand years after it was written.
Glory be to the Father, and O Sacred Banquet, by the choir Cantores and Ecclesia. Since the Middle Ages, popes have been elected by the Sacred College of Cardinals. As you may know, the red-robed cardinals are the most senior clergymen in the Church, after the Pope himself. Prelates elevated to the College of Cardinals are most often current or retired bishops or archbishops of their own dioceses from all over the world, who have distinguished themselves through years of exemplary service. Although it is popes who appoint cardinals, when a pope dies or steps down, it is the cardinals who elect his successor, and they choose that individual from their own number. Their number fluctuates, of course, with deaths, retirements, and new appointments. Currently, there are 214 members of the College of Cardinals. Pope Francis, as well as a number of his recent predecessors, have made appointments to the College of Cardinals that will give more opportunities for participation in leadership of the Catholic Church to people of color. So from what country is a cardinal likely to be chosen as the next pope? Numbers, which are only one factor, favor Africa. 29 of the 214 cardinals are from Africa. By 2025, one-sixth, 230 million of the world's Catholics are expected to be Africans. The world's largest seminary is in Nigeria, in Western Africa, and Africa produces a large percentage of the world's priests. But as Pope Francis pointed out one Easter Sunday, our God is a God of surprises. That statement reminds me of another statement about God. Our God is a God who keeps his promises. That, of course, would include the promise Jesus made when he said to Peter, You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This means that no pope will lead the church into any wrongdoing or false doctrine.
The Root of Jesse Flourishes, and Kings of Tharsis by the Boys of St. Paul's Choir School. Just a quick closing thought. As to the election of popes, we can be certain of only one thing. God knows the mind, heart, and soul of every human being. Whether the cardinals elect a pope who is younger or older, liberal or conservative, warm and ingratiating or stern and austere, he will be just the right pope for our time. I'm Al Romano, your host for Sacred Soundings, airing every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and at 2.30 and 9 p.m. on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, 105.7 FM.